0: Hi, welcome to Women in Consulting. I'm Janet, and in this podcast, I talk to amazing women who work in consulting around the world. We explore their consulting journey, the ups and downs, getting clarity, getting started, and getting clients. We delve deeper into the questions that women who want to work as a consultant are asking. And we're delighted to have you with us on this journey Today I'll be chatting to Helen Marati. Helen works as a consultant in international development. She has a background in health and chose to go into consulting so she could be around more for her daughter. Helen shares great tips in this episode around how she made the decision to work in consulting and how she got her first clients hi helen um, thank you so much for joining us today on women in consulting and i am uh, really excited to be able to talk with you because although we work together as tour partners we had quite a different journey to get us to this point uh, and that's what we're going to be digging into today to hear more about your story how you got started in consulting and where it went from there so To start with, can you tell us just who you are and where you're based today?
1: Hi, Janet. Thanks for that intro. Really helpful. Um, I'm uh, sitting in South East London in a place called Eltham. And um, I'm, uh, yeah, I've been living here for 10 years. It's lovely. It's really, it's the first time that I felt part of of community in London, because we've moved around quite a lot, but I think um, it's lovely, yeah. Lots of people have been here forever. Loads of green spaces, good schools, nice people, all good, really. Oh, fabulous. That sounds lovely. Um. Okay,
0: so we'll just... Uh tell us a little bit about your background um and i know for everybody listening we work together uh, we run tour partners um but as i said we got into consulting through sort of fairly different paths so i wonder if you could just share a little bit about your background and how you got into that in the first place
1: sure um so I guess the first uh, the first part of the journey was was getting a job with uh, HLSP at the time that then became what McDonald, and um, so they are a a large kind of consulting firm, um, and so that was the start of my um, exposure to the consulting marketplace I suppose, um, and I worked there and grew up there for ten years uh, doing different roles. Um, and at some point, uh, well, towards the end of the, that time with with them, I had a baby and um, my priorities in life changed. And, uh, you know, working on uh, really consuming bids and, and um, not being able to travel in the way that I had previously meant that my role was, was looking likely to stagnate. Um, and I was just ready for a change as well. So I started looking around for different options Um and as I was really keen and still am on uh, health systems and health system strengthening, I thought it'd be a good idea to, to try and work for the NHS uh, so that I got some experience of actually working within a system to understand how it works, the challenges, et cetera. Um, so I moved to the NHS, stayed there for two years. It was a great experience, but I realised um, that it, it wasn't really somewhere I wanted to, to you know, stay for a long time. It wasn't uh, ticking all my um, boxes. Uh, in terms of what I was looking for and, and I just uh, th- wondered whether or not I could uh, create this um, freelance um, uh, life really and, and very much driven by my having had a baby um, and, and wanting to be there more for her and my, my goal I remember at the time was to ha- have some kind of uh, work set up that would allow me to take her to school and, and pick her up uh, from school and be able to be, um, you know, able to support cake sales and get involved in parent teachers association type things. Um, so that was really driving me to, to um, driving my work desires, I guess at that time. So I just uh, went for it and, and decided to give it a try and, and I haven't looked back and I absolutely love it now. Oh, Brilliant.
0: Brilliant. So it sounded like for you part of, The reason for getting into consulting in the first place was about freedom or choice, actually. Absolutely. um, That you didn't have in some of your previous roles when you were employed by, for example, Mott or the NHS. Is that about right? Yes,
1: definitely. And it was, yeah, totally about freedom and flexibility and and being able to choose when when I worked in the daytimes. Um, uh, Yeah, for me, that's the best thing about consulting, that freedom and flexibility. And so that's been like that has sort of borne
0: out. That's true that your flexibility is like you feel you feel like you've got choices and
1: and, and actual flexibility. Absolutely. I mean, the things that I've now been able to do since becoming freelance, you know, um, because I can choose the the times I can take Charlotte to work. I can chat to other parents. I can, you know, I've got involved in a local um, community organisation because I can be flexible about uh, Joining meetings and things, um, it's just it's just totally transformed um, my uh, lifestyle really. Yeah. Oh, well, amazing! That's brilliant. And so, when
0: can I take you back a wee bit to when you were working with Mott? Were you working as a consultant with them um, internally, or were you doing something else?
1: Okay, so I did. Um, I had different roles over the ten years, but yeah, to, towards the the latter years. I was uh, managing it was a mixed role so it was it was a combination of business development so coordinating and writing bids mm. um managing pieces of consultancy uh so you know developing terms of reference um onboarding consultants helping helping to qa and that kind of thing and then actually getting involved in pieces of consulting myself so and most of those I think at the time were um evaluations mm. um, yeah so it sounds like you actually have a really good insight
0: into what larger consulting firms are looking for whenever they're, you know, or what's important, actually, from the other the other side. Um, Like that's stood you in good stead to put into your own consulting career.
1: I think so, yeah. I think it was valuable. Now I understand how valuable it was. Probably I didn't feel that at the time, but yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so then can you talk me through how you, like how, so you woke up one day and you thought, actually, I'm going to, go out on my own and see if I can do some freelance how did you get your first client what did you do can you
1: talk us through that in a sort of step to step step by step way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well my memory is a bit fuzzy but um it was (laughs) all right four years ago but which I know isn't very long but given my memory (laughs) challenges um so I think it before so before I, I decided to to leave the NHS I'd already you know, I'd been running this over for a while and it's it's strange because when I was working as a as a in, in MOT managing consultancies, I had zero desire of becoming a consultant. I think I just it wasn't in my mind at at all. So it's interesting how things changed as as my life changed and, you know, priorities changed. Yeah. Um but I think so so before I left I started reaching out to to old colleagues that um I'd kept in touch with, you know, I'd developed lovely relationships and networks during that, that 10 years i really felt like it was somewhere i grew up in a supportive family kind of environment i was really really fortunate so i reached out to people um in mott who um either were were still there or had, had themselves gone on a, their own consulting journey after being there and and asked for a chat um to talk about it and to see whether or not they thought it might be go- doable and what the challenges mm. were etc um and i also sent my cv off to um this probably came after that once i decided okay i'm going to test test the water i updated my cv and sent it off to people that i used to work with or who'd moved on to other companies um which was really really handy i think the fact that you know i'd i'd kept those relationships um you know um not really intentionally um but just kind of naturally Um, And I was able to then reach out to them and say, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Um, Is there anything I could help you with kind of thing? And that's that's really what led me to get my first piece of work Um, within the first month of leaving. I was really lucky. um, I'd got my first piece of work. Wonderful. So it sounds like actually. So
0: so what I'm hearing you say is you reached out to people in your network um, that you already had who had had sort of you'd worked alongside um, and just ask them if you could help them. I love that. That's it's, it. Seems so simple, and yet I always think that this is one of the biggest hurdles for people. Actually, they, you know, I think some 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 women really panic about what they're going to, how they're going to find their first client. When actually, often you've got the makings of that within your own network already. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and so and so you find your first client, um, and uh, and I want to. I was just going to move us on a bit to think about. What you would say one of the most important skills uh, or the skills that you use most when you are working in consultancy?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think I think listening is really important. So because, you know, often with with especially if they're new clients, um, there's quite a lot of intensive uh, kind of questioning that that goes on as a consultant in the early stages to to understand where where the client is coming from and that might be one person it might be a team um with with diverse kind of agendas and and different things that they want to get out of that piece of work so i think really curiosity and listening and and probing questions um are really important at the beginning to make sure that you really understand what they want because you know as as does happen, no matter how many questions you ask, off you know, as you go through a piece of work, those needs and and desires can change as well because not often you know often clients might not be that clear themselves on what they need and why. So I think, I think kind of approaching it almost as a journey, um, with with, uh, with a client is 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 probably a nice way to think about. Think about it rather than assuming that they know exactly what they want. And then maybe they do. And some some clients will be really clear. And that's brilliant. Um, but I think we can't always make that assumption. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, actually,
0: um, that it's often a journey. And and also, the f- I mean, you made that point, you know, that not every not every client is the same, um, that often, you know, they need they maybe need different the different different hand-holding as, as, as you go along um thank you for that um so listening is definitely up there um and and I think I know we sit sort of on the same page with this uh that often um it's as much as a client looking for us as us looking for a, a, the clients that we want to work with um so thinking about that what would you look for in a client that you would want to work with
1: yeah I mean I, th- I think it's um it's kind of a tricky question as well so you know uh, uh, as giving we, you all chatted, the tricky questions we? Helen. they are <laughs> they are because i mean we and we've chatted about this right so so we know what our ideal client is and, and 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 really it's it's a client that has a need that we think we can help them with um and it sounds very broad but um you know as we're looking for pieces of work and and, and looking at terms of reference we, we we go through that process and questioning about okay what do we think we could bring to them, and how could we add value to that to 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 what they're asking for? Um, so I think it's about uh, finding clients that align with with what we think we can bring, um, and and sometimes you know you 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 go in for a piece of work with a new client, and it's a bit of luck of the draw as to whether or not they turn out to be the people that you you hope they are. And I think I think what's I don't know about you, but the 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 client we're working with currently and. Um, uh, who actually had an interview as part of their selection process was brilliant because we got a really nice insight into who they were before we decided whether we wanted to work with them or before they decided if, if they want to work with us. So, and, and that, it's the first time I've seen that happen. I think it's such a sensible thing because, you know, we're all different and we're all going to gel with different types of clients and, and, and people. Um, so for me, I guess it's, it's trying to... Um, find clients that are, are able or willing to and looking to work in partnership and, and 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 um to work um not expect us to come with all the answers because nobody has all the answers but to be willing to to share and and uh, kind of learn as we go if you like
0: mm. I love that I love that that the yeah and you're right I really enjoyed that conversation that we had with our current client just about you know to see whether we were a good fit um I think that's really that's really good. So it's more like a an iterative process rather than we come pre-packed with all the answers. Because while we probably do have good experience and more experience to draw on, and we have a, a toolkit of things that we can do for them, um, it's just really it's so important that it's a for well for me and and for you, you know, that it's an iterative process, isn't it? That it's a back and forward. Um, Absolutely. So have you had a favorite piece of work so far? What is it that? to um, your boat.
1: <laughs> so as you know, I'm a bit of a bit of a um, an m e um geek I suppose. I mean, yeah. I I think
0: I would claim I think, that as be, I would claim that and be proud Helen. I would as you know I am an
1: absolute M&E geek. <laughs> yes. So so I I really enjoy the work that we're doing now, which is all about um, helping teams and articulate and and uh, think about what their collective vision is for different portfolios of work, and then think about um how they can operationalize those visions and then how they 're going to monitor those. I think that journey's i love that that kind of thing um but I think you know i I can honestly say that i've enjoyed bits of of all the pieces of work that i've been involved in. Um, for different reasons, so sometimes uh, you know working on a proposal with an, with with an organization has been super rewarding, especially when they 've won it um, and you know you develop quite um, you develop some great relationships when you 're working through those kind of intensive design processes, as you know because we 've done one yeah. together yeah um, so <laughs> that 's great you know i 've enjoyed those as well um, processes where you 're connecting with people and helping them work out what they uh, what they want to do. Um, so it's difficult to say there's a, p- a favorite.
0: But... And I guess there's a favorite, favorite aspects of, of, you know, there's themes I guess in there and it sounds sort of like, I guess, the connection and the the journeying together actually is really, is, I, I, I really like that. Um, okay. I want us to have a think about something that could have, we could have done better. Um, is there any, any, any sort of mistakes or, uh you know could be dig deep on something that didn't work out or didn't work out as you had hoped um do you want to think about that for a bit
1: yes yeah it's a good one and and you know there's always learning um we we spend time don't we thinking about what what we could have done better and things so it's always valuable i think one of the things that's kind of a constant question is is pricing for our time and and being honest with ourselves as well as with clients about how much time we spend on things. Um, you know, there's a real desire to... It, it, I guess it's it's keeping yourself in check on on valuing your own time as well as, you know, as at the same time as delivering a really good piece of work that meets the client's needs. So I think that's just a constant... That's a constant learning, and I think we're getting better and better. Um, but But I think also linked to that, and especially when you're working with other teams of consultants so sometimes you might be working for a consulting firm and they put together a team and you're not in control of who's in that team or or even if you are you know and if, if you're not used to working with certain people I think one of the pieces of learning that that I've come across is that um the kind of assumptions that I've made about other people in the team about their work ethic about their values about um Working practices, sometimes I think, for me anyway, I tend to just assume that everybody is on the same page and does the same things as me, which is totally unrealistic. And there's no reason why everybody should be the same. So I think making explicit those kind of implicit assumptions that we're making um, is really important. And I think one of the reasons we enjoy working together so well is because we've got that experience and we understand how each other works and we have very similar, you know, we, we've aligned values in, in, in so many areas.
0: Yeah, that's true, actually. That's a really important point. And actually, often on a short piece of work, you know, you're chucked together with other team members. I mean, you don't have time to to uh, figure figure out what other people's values are. And so I guess you you have to go with what what team you're on. Um, And I mean, I guess, could you give me an example of what? what kind of values you mean like what are you what what are you talking about
1: yeah so sorry it's a bit vague I I guess I'm meaning things like okay um you know for for us it's really important that we deliver on deadlines so we will do everything it takes to, to to make sure we deliver or you know obviously if there's reasons why or we need we need more time scope creep and all that kind of thing there's discussions to be had but I think there's that um, commitment from both of us to make sure that we do our utmost to meet deadlines and not to let things slip right but that's not necessarily the way that all consultants work so um it's that kind of thing I guess um and I guess yeah. approach to work as well actually maybe exactly. that's another back thing is, is that, yeah.
0: yeah I was just thinking about actually like that approach of um kind of checking back in with the client and rather than a consultant well for us and I know it's going to be different for different people. Um, You know that you have an an iterative approach, and 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 we're not the consultant who takes the terms of reference and comes back in thirty days with a finished product, unless it's very clear that that's what the client actually wants. Um, And if that's what the client wants, that's fair enough. But actually, I think I very rarely come across that.
1: I don't think I've come across that either. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even when uh, I mean,
0: you know. I guess that part of our work in work history we share, uh, being on the other side of you know, being in consulting firms, employing consultants, taking consultants on. And uh and I I I my experience was that people who went off with the the terms of reference and came back in thirty days with a so called finished product, it didn't end well. Um, because they hadn't, you know, they without talking to the client. That's that was my that's my general feeling, which is I guess why we don't do it. Um yeah. Okay, and any other obstacles or anything that you've encountered along the way on your sort of building your your portfolio uh, that y- that you you want to share with people that might find that interesting or listening
1: so i guess I guess the other thing which is uh, I'm sure true for for lots of consultants is the the uh, getting used to the fact that there could be peaks and troughs and and getting comfortable with the that feeling that happens that you know a month. A month before the end of your contract thinking oh my gosh I've got nothing in the, t- in the pipeline I need to do something and 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 for me that then makes me think that there's a real value in having really diverse networks and you know reaching out widely to different different clients different other, other consultants as well so that you've you've kind of got that um lots of different pots where where pieces of work could come from mm. so you're not putting all your eggs in one basket so to speak.
0: Yeah it's a really important
1: point actually keeping diverse networks and
0: just keeping in touch with people as you go along. Um yeah because even if you do have uh you know a a promised not a signed contract but something that you think is in the pipeline ca- you know things can change so quickly and especially at the minute within this you know the climate that we're currently in um when contracts might be being cancelled all the time because organizations may have run out of funds or whatever. Yeah. Okay that's really helpful Um, and then I was going to ask you just briefly about any resources um, or any tools that may have helped you on the way could you maybe just highlight one or two that that people that might find useful?
1: So um, I guess tools uh, you know tools we've we've developed um, uh, as part of our journey together but then you know there's there's the kind of um, tools things like Calendly and um tech tools I guess that make our lives easier Mm, that's what I mean yeah yeah that's what you mean okay so so things like Calendly is brilliant I mean that you introduced that to me and completely revolutionized how much time it takes to set up interviews on um on jobs which can often you know it can take up so much time so that that's a, a, a major kind of efficiency uh tool which I love um, there's Trello, the project management yeah. uh, Trello boards, which I really love. So you can, uh, if you're a fan of lists, they are definitely for you <laughs> because you can just download everything that's on your to do list, and and you can share them with people and teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. That's
0: um, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. So Calendly, um, and Calendly, yeah, also a huge fan of Calendly. Oh my goodness, it's it's saved that back and forward. Um, it's so worth it um and yeah Trello I'm with you on Trello although I do think on Trello I probably need to do some more training um I'm not sure I'm using it to its best uh its best efforts yet but it's so good um uh, that's really helpful so uh just uh, a few last questions um so I was wondering if what advice you would give to someone who is just starting out on their consulting journey
1: so I think, you know, based on what worked uh, for me, so it's, it's just based on my experience, really, is, is it's all about um, reaching out to your networks and not, you know, not, not feeling bad about asking people for help and advice. Um, you know, making, making the best of different consulting networks. You know, we, we've got our Women's Consulting Workshop Facebook group that that's, we've set up exactly for that, really, to help other consultants um, get into this space women especially for women and um yeah being in touch with with, with old colleagues and and reaching out i think that would be my biggest piece of advice brilliant thank you helen that's really
0: that's really helpful um so i think you mentioned it there but where can our listeners find out more about you and connect with you if they want to find out more about your story and how you have uh, journeyed on
1: so the, I guess the the best place would be the women's consulting um, workshop on on facebook um, okay
0: yeah God. that's really helpful. Thank you so much, Helen. It's been a total delight talking to you uh, and hearing you share um those things because even though we work together really pretty intensely it's just you, d- you often don't get to have conversations like this, so it was really good to hear um Thank so I you. hope you thank you i hope you've enjoyed uh, the conversation as much as i did and uh, yeah thanks a million
1: i have it's been lovely thanks janet
0: thank you bye. bye bye thanks for joining me i'll be back next time with another amazing woman who is carving out her very own path on this consulting journey